0: Hi, this is Luke Clancy, and welcome to the Cedar Log. On this week's episode of the Cedar Log, we have found audio of Dr. Goodman and Colonel Edson from the 1967 NOAC. In this audio, our founders make some remarks and answer questions from our men like you and myself. We would like to thank Dr. Serkin for sharing this audio with us. If you have any questions about the History Committee, please feel free to reach out to our committee social media pages on Instagram and Facebook, or you can email us at historyunamilodge.org. At so please sit back, relax, and enjoy.
1: I'd like to welcome you all to our news conference today. What we're supposed to have as our guest Dr. Ian Goodman, and he is apparently lost somewhere right now. Uh, it's possible he went to the wrong auditorium or something, but I've got about five guys looking for him, so hopefully he'll be here before the end of the uh, conference. We also have with us Colonel A. Edson, who is the co-founder of the Word of the with Dr. Goodman. So at this time, I'd like to introduce you to Colonel Edson and let him make a few brief remarks, and then you may ask him whatever questions you would like. Uh, Well, thank you. I don't know what uh, what remarks you'd like to have me make. It uh, is always a very stimulating and challenging experience to come to one of these biennial conferences. When we uh, founded the Order at Treasure Island in uh, 1915, I... Mr. Goodman and I were thinking simply in terms of meeting a need at that camp at that time. And uh, then, uh, as I'll say tomorrow to the visual members when I speak to them, <coughs> other uh, councils, uh, uh, we told uh, executives of what our experience was, and they said, well, I'd, I'd like to do that myself. And so other chapters uh, were gradually formed, and uh, developed into uh, this marvelous organization now of more than a quarter of a million members. Uh, We certainly had no concept uh, originally of anything of that sort. But uh, we certainly did find that the Order met a very great need in our local camp uh, in that it laid emphasis on leadership in the living of the Scout Oath and Law and the and the uh, service and uh, aspect of it, and uh, because it was so successful, uh, other councils have done the same. Now I don't know what uh, questions you would like to ask. I'll be very glad to attempt to answer any that I can. Yes. You stated that you're speaking to tomorrow. Can you It was supposed to have been a a breakfast a uh, meeting at, uh, at uh, 7 o'clock, but uh, we were informed this morning that there are a, uh, a thousand visual members here, and the uh, hall where uh, it was to be held, if it, it uh, was set up, that's in the uh, ballroom in this building on the second floor, uh, with only uh, a seat 500 for uh, uh, eating. Uh, so that only half of them could uh, could get in. Now, uh, Erner, perhaps you know uh, what the final plans have been in regard to the meeting tomorrow. The last I knew, it was to be at 7:45 without the breakfast. That's that right. Correct. That's right. There'll be an announcement tonight about that. Well, yeah. the the there was still be a meeting of uh, vigilante members, but uh, unfortunately, no no breakfast. It has to be taken first. It'll be at 745, as I understand it. 745 was the uh, mm-hmm. time that they yeah. uh, discussed, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you want to address both of your questions uh, to Mr. Goodman. Uh, would you like to make sell? a speech? No, I don't want to make a speech. Okay. <laughs> Are there any questions <laughs> at all there? I'd be glad to entertain any questions that uh, popped to mind. Over there. How many members first half when you started. Uh, Carol checked me on this. My recollection is that when we met uh, that uh, fall, there were about 35. Now, is that your recollection? Uh, there may have been that number who went uh, through the initiation ceremonies in 1915. It was a, uh, yeah. a smaller number than that that uh, came to Ended. the Camp, uh, whatever, Morale. Camp, Morale, Camp, Morale, Morale, Camp Morale, where Morale. we had the weekend. Uh, and I think there were about 35 that went through the ordeal uh, that first year, 1915. Next man. Yes. Uh, was
0: the ordeal then similar to what it is now? Was what? Was the ordeal the same
1: name as it is now? No. Or similar? Well, yes, yes. It was an overnight uh, affair, I mean, uh, uh, they, oh, did, yeah. they didn't have to stay up all night, but they, uh, they camped out, and they uh, it uh, it was the end of the of the 1916 uh, camp when uh, those who had been members from the previous year and had been uh, on the staff at Treasure Island the second year uh, felt that uh, something uh, special ought to be done for Ernie because of the marvelous inspirational leadership he'd given throughout the the season. And uh, so we concocted that uh, uh, vigil. He was absolutely dead tired uh, from the work of, uh, of running Treasure Island all summer. But we sent him up on the time tape, uh, the tea table uh, above uh, uh, the island, there a little ways downstream, and he had to uh, to stay awake all night, keeping his fire going and Contemplation. I don't know what his contemplation was under the conditions, but... Uh. Well, they were very real, I <laughs> want tell you, brother. And they told me afterward that they had killed one uh, uh, snake there. What kind was it? Uh, it wasn't a rattler, but the uh, kind that were in the Delaware Valley, the poisonous snake. These snakes go by pair, and they killed one of them. <laughs> uh, during the process of getting uh, the uh, place ready, for my vigil. However, that didn't worry me because I didn't know anything about it at the time. And the, and the mate didn't turn up at all. But it was a wonderful experience. I, this, this was a, uh, near what they called the Devil's Tea Table. Now, the Devil's Tea Table was a balanced rock up there on the top of a high cliff looking down over the Delaware Valley. And I could see all of Treasure Island in, in the distance there. And uh, as soon as the sun began to rise over the horizon, and it was a marvelous experience. And uh, so I, I was the first to keep the vigil, but it was all a mistake. Was not intended to be that way at all. The idea was that the uh, the top honor, which we now call the vigil, should be reserved for some hero, someone who had saved a life, someone who had uh, done something. Uh, worthy of uh, a monumental tribute. And so my election, or selection election, was, was all a mistake. I'm sorry <laughs> to tell you. However, I, I, I had a great experience up near the Devil's T-Tail. Mr. Goodwin, how long have you been associated with Scott? 56 years. 56 years? Yeah. did you tell us a little bit about what significance the Order of the Arrow has to Sky? What significance the order of the Arrow has to Scouting? Yes, is this is one of the, the highest attainable uh, ordeals of Scouting or uh, experiences of Scouting. We, we think we think of course it is. Uh, the one thing that we like to stress in membership in the Order is that it is. By a democratic process, it is not those on the inside who select new members for the order, but those who are their peers in their troop or their explorer post who uh, who make the selection of those who were trailblazers in cheerful service during their camping experience together. You see, that's it. Now, therefore, uh, it's of a different order than the eagle badge, which. Uh, is obtained uh, by anyone who has the guts and the brain power and the willingness to uh, meet that. There's one over here first. Uh, is mm-hmm. he all through? Yes, sir? Uh, what actually made you to uh, take up scouting? What made me take up Scotty? A group of boys made me take up Scotty. On the same week in April in 1911, two important things happened in my life. Number one, I, I had a date with a young lady who is still Mrs. Goodman. Uh, she was then about 15 and I was 20. Uh, and that was <laughs> worth remembering. Uh, the other was that the same week, Several boys came ringing my doorbell, asking me to go on a hike with them next Saturday because they'd lost their scoutmaster, and would I take over? And that got me in scouting. How old were you when you founded the organization? How old? What? How old were you when you founded it? How old am I now? That's a good question. I'm celebrating the spirit of seventy-six. You know what? <laughs> and when when I uh, founded the order, how old was I? Do You remember? Yeah. Uh, well, it was, uh, it was in 1952 uh, 19- years ago, so you can subtract 52. 52 <laughs> from. I was 25. But wait a minute. 24. 24. 24. 24. 24. Thank you. And uh, we're about the same age, aren't we, Carl? Just about. That's Just right. About the same age. I was born in '91. Uh, yeah, but what date in '91? December. December. I was born in May 1921. Yeah, you got me by about no, seven no, 1891, I mean, yeah. <laughs> 1891. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, when you first started the order, was the lodge organized the same as it is now? Well, I wouldn't say the same as it is now because many things have happened since those days, haven't they, Carol? No, i saying. Uh, but uh, we, we met for the fall meeting after the camp season and organized. Uh, somewhat after the pattern uh, that it is now, uh, uh, electing the first Lodge Chief and uh, other officers and uh, arranging uh, for the administration of the Lodge, somewhat after the fashion it is now, but not with the various committees that are now pretty generally used over the country. Of course, in the summer of uh, 15, the boys were being inducted into an organization that did not exist. That's right. The organization uh, was created uh, that fall after these boys had been inducted. I may say that uh, the boys were called together uh, essentially in order to, for us to learn from them whether they felt that the experience that they had had was significant in their lives and something that was uh, worth repeating and continuing. And it was perhaps the deepest spiritual experience I ever had, certainly one of the deepest, Mm -hmm. Uh, the feeling of brotherly love amongst every one of the uh, young men that uh, came out to that meeting. So it was not for an instant in anybody's mind a question if, but only a question of how. That's right. That's a very good statement, Carol. And we, we spent the weekend discussing the how and then appointed committees a committee on uh, on uh, bylaws bylaws and the constitution a committee on ritual and uh, a committee on uh, on uh, insignia and uh, those committees worked through the winter and then we had a meeting in the in the spring and adopted uh, the reports of these committees and actually constituted the organization just prior to the opening of Treasure Island in 16 young man down here How were these first members selected? Same way they are now, by the vote of the fellow members of their troop in camp. Sir, when and why was the first brotherhood given? I beg pardon? First brotherhood membership, why and when was the first given? The brotherhood uh, honor, as we uh, now call it, it was then called the second degree. (laughs) The Brotherhood Honor <laughs> was uh, not uh, looked upon in those early days. Check me if I'm wrong, Carol, in your memory. So much as it was a sealing of their membership, started at camp in the ordeal ceremony. Uh, it was to it was to uh, uh, further uh, give them a a dramatic. Uh, understanding of the principles upon which the order was to stand uh, and the the explanation of the brotherhood and the cheerfulness and the service and so on were in the brotherhood ceremony rather than in the ordeal ceremony dramatically saying i should i should explain too i think we we owe it to uh this dear man to explain that the uh, Brotherhood uh, ceremony, as it now stands, is pretty much the result of a very uh, wonderful uh, scoutmaster, which we had in Philadelphia, uh, Dr. Hinkle, who uh, was a, a physician by trade, uh, but a scoutmaster at heart, and uh, who uh, who made up much of the brotherhood ceremonies that now exist. Wouldn't you say that? Uh, yes, uh, that's right. I. At that first trial uh, meeting, for instance, uh, only some of those who had been through the original uh, initiation ceremony came out. In other words, there was an indication that not 100% of those who had been tapped uh, would be sufficiently interested to want to continue. They had uh, taken the ordeal, though. They'd taken the they had ordeal. The can- but uh, we wanted to... Uh, to have some means of, of knowing uh, those that were interested in continuing and to uh, uh, try to, to seal their their interest and their membership in continued activity. So that's why that uh, did come along slightly afterwards. May I ask how familiar you both are of the new uh, policies are presenting that will be mandatory the first of the year, and what your ideas on these changes are? I don't know how you feel, uh, Carl, but I feel that I uh, I haven't done much homework on that subject yet. You better you better pass over that question as far as I'm concerned. I haven't yes. studied carefully. Well, yeah. add add to that. I don't uh, I don't think that it would be appropriate for us to comment on proposed changes. No, the do proposed changes. Do they sure. submit any sort of resume to YouTube uh, when they uh, foresee major changes of this type? The uh, I, I see them as a member of the National Committee, and that's all, Victorine. I mean, I, I have no—this this is not a, a, a one-man or a two-man organization. Oh, I understand that. I thought it would just be a practice out of respect. They would submit a summary to you of some sort upon these uh, adopted— Well, I, I feel confident they will get our There's in the back. Here. Now, way back? How did you get the ideas of starting What gave us the idea of starting it? Yes. Wasn't that answered earlier in the meeting? Uh, well, uh, no, I... When I joined the Philadelphia staff uh, in the spring of uh, 15, uh, Dr. Goodman was to be the director of Treasure Island uh, Camp. I was to be the co-director. Uh, there had been at Treasure Island for some years uh, an award called Treasure Island Scout, or T-I-S for short. A uh, Boy could qualify for that by earning a certain number of points. He got a certain number of points for uh, any badge, any uh, test that he passed, or for identifying so many stars or so many trees, uh, or for uh, rendering a couple of hours of volunteer service. And when... That added up to a certain number of points. Uh, He got his award and a little emblem that he was proud to wear on his shirt. Uh, Now, uh, uh, Mr. Goodman explained this to me, and he said, "I, uh, I think that while that is fine so far as it goes, it lays its emphasis on the mechanics of the program. He said, I think we should have something that lays its emphasis on the living of the scout oath and law. Well, it so happened that about that uh, time my father invited me to a meeting at which Ernest Thompson Seaton uh, was to speak. Uh, Seaton was then known as the Chief Scout. He had for years had an organization uh, patterned on Indian traditions that he called the Woodcraft Indians, and his talk uh, was about the great values that he had found in his camp in using the symbolism of Indian ritual uh, to bring out certain moral and and character values. And uh, I went back from that meeting and uh, and said, Mr. Goodman, I I think that this is the answer of what we've been looking for. I think we can develop something uh, uh, patterned on the the utilization of uh, uh, the symbolism of Indian ritual uh, to, to do the things that you have in mind. And that's how we get started. And to add to add to the argument, uh, we were camping. Treasure Island uh, uh, was actually an Indian uh, camping ground. We would dig up arrowheads, as you remember, in those early days, and uh, tomahawks, and one thing or another. So it was quite logical to assume the Indian uh, pattern for our uh, ceremonies. Yes, sir.
0: Before we get to the rest of the episode, I would like to invite everyone to visit the Unami Lodge website where you can see upcoming events and our Lodge trading post to where you can buy new flaps, new apparel, and anything else you would like. Now please sit back and enjoy the rest of the episode.
1: The National Board itself, the National Executive Board, yeah, that's right, on the recommendations of the Committee on Camping, National Committee on Camping. Big pardon. What year was it? That my recollection is uh, this is all in in uh, in the boys in the audio arrow handbook, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, my recollection is that it was about 1938 that it was officially adopted. Yes, sir. Um, what were the, the darkest days or the period of time for the, the audio arrow? The darkest time. <laughs> <laughs> you answer that question, brother. <laughs> Uh, Do you ever go through any dark times? Well, uh, I would say critical times. Uh, I think the uh, the greatest crisis uh, occurred, came to its uh, climax at the 1924 uh, Scout Executives uh, Conference at Blue Ridge, uh, North Carolina. There had been appointed uh, in preparation of this uh, conference a series of commissions on different subjects, including a commission on camping. And uh, uh, these commission reports were all uh, printed and distributed before the conference started. So we were supposed to have done our homework and read these reports before the conference opened so that uh, when a particular topic was brought up for discussion, uh, we could jump off Uh, from a knowledge of the uh, thinking and findings of the committee, commission. Well, uh, the Camping Commission report was uh, quite lengthy and uh, included in it in one page was a a paragraph uh, uh, condemning the uh, order of the arrow as being contrary to the spirit of scouting. Well, when it came time for the for well, the uh, session, uh, the chairman of the commission got up and he said, well, you've all read uh, the report, so I don't think I need to uh, uh, waste time uh, uh, going over the bulk of that. There's just one part of it that I would uh, would like to emphasize. And then he launched into this violent attack on the order. And uh, Erner and I looked at each other and. When we get uh, through one or the other, we'd get up and say, well, uh, uh, have you been a member of the Order yourself? No. Uh, have you ever used the Order in your camp? No. Uh, have you ever uh, visited any camp where it was in operation to, to see how it was operating? No. Uh, well then, uh, how can you be uh, so, uh, uh, so sure of yourself uh, in regard to uh, its uh, qualities when you admit you've never had any experience with it and don't know what you're talking about. And uh, the original motion which uh, he had proposed as chairman uh, was that the, uh, that the executives go on record as uh, totally uh, opposed uh, to any such uh, program as the Order of the Arrow and demand that it be abolished. Well, uh, Ernie and I spelled each other and a few other members who were present uh, uh, chimed in and uh, somebody would get up and, and uh, move a, uh, an amendment to, to soften the tone a little bit, and soften the tone a little bit, and they kept softening the tone until finally they got it down to the point uh, where uh, the motion was that... Uh, uh, the organization uh, went on record as being opposed uh, to uh, such organizations as were contrary to the spirit of scouting, but making uh, no reference to the order whatsoever.
0: Thank you to everyone tuning in to this episode of This Leader Log. There will be the rest of the audio in next week's episode. If you have any questions beforehand, please feel free to reach out to the History Committee on our social media pages, on Facebook and Instagram, or you could email us at history at Thank you, stay safe, and have a great day.